0: Welcome to the Celebration Church podcast. We believe God wants to speak into your life through this message. If you're interested in knowing more about Celebration Church, you can visit our website at celebrationedmonton.com and find us on Instagram and Facebook at Celebration EDM. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this message. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Celebration Church. So glad that you could be a part of this service January 1st, 2023, starting off a brand new year. I hope that you're coming into this year, uh, you know, full of expectation, full of hope and excited about it. I hope that 2022 is a great year for you. And and if it was, I'm sure you're just expecting more, uh, you know, coming into this new year. Maybe 2022 is one of those years where you're like, oh, I'm glad to have that behind me. Well, that's okay. The scripture does talk about forgetting what lies behind But looking forward to what lies ahead. And uh, I I believe that's the posture that we should have about coming into the new year. Obviously, there's a variety of ways that people approach New Year's and and their start. And, uh, you know, you you maybe are one of those folks that you, you don't really do anything particular or special or whatever. But you just like, okay, life just continues on. And and, and that's just kind of your approach. Um, you might be one of those New Year's resolution people where, you know, you're going to sit down with your list of things that you want to accomplish that uh, have not happened so far in your life, or maybe things that you started last year that you want to finish or whatever. And you're that kind of person. Maybe you're one of those bucket list people, you know, where you're writing down all these things that you want to see that are kind of big vision things for your life. But, you know, as, as we enter into this new year, what I wanted to share with you is a scripture that I believe we should take to heart, especially... As we approach a brand new year And especially as we consider All that God really uh, wants to do in our world let's Out of 2 Corinthians Chapter 13 verse 5 I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Version Here's what it says Test and evaluate yourselves To see whether you are in the faith And living your lives As committed believers Examine yourselves Not me I love the way it words that. Examine yourselves, not me. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves by an ongoing experience that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail the test and are rejected as counterfeit. I want to give you three questions off of this the scripture's recommendation off of what this scripture is telling us to do where it says test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. So I want to respond to that with three questions that we can ask ourselves today as we begin our new year, as we sort of, you know, set our sights for our future and want to make sure that we're moving in the right direction. The scripture is saying, don't just assume that everything is okay. Don't just assume that what you're experiencing right now is just fine. But instead, test and examine yourselves. Make sure that your life is aligned the way that God really wants it to be aligned. My first question is this. Am I living... In God's vision for my life and church. Am I living in God's vision for my life and church? I think the pandemic left so many people paralyzed in sort of wondering about, well, what's going to happen next? And, and almost like in a bit of a um, survival mode, if you will. I mean, it was such a huge distraction. And instead of perhaps being in faith about the future, you know, we, we can settle for what is. And instead of, you know, being believing for what can be, we can have our lives become postured to where we're just kind of accommodating things the way that they are and settling for the way things are. End up living in mediocrity and, and just kind of hoping to hold on till Jesus comes kind of a mentality. But we're actually called to go from strength to strength We're called to go from faith to faith God has not stopped working in your life God has not stopped working in your life The Christian life is about moving forward It's about advancing It's about uh, taking ground It's about coming into your promised land That means the promises of God coming to pass in your life now it's not about just surviving, and it's certainly not about mediocrity, and, and that can happen if you go into that kind of thinking. We're not accepting things as they are when the Scriptures promise that they can change, that they can be different, that they can be better. If that were the case, if we were just being that way, uh, you, you know, then then we've got to examine ourselves. We've got to look at ourselves and go, no, it's time to reset our vision. is time to reset our expectations. Start dreaming again about what God can do through your life. Start expecting the Holy Spirit to move in your world. We are called to live a life of faith and expectation. I want to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 9. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. And then it goes on to say this For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. I love that last line, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. You know, the Holy Spirit is given to you to lead your expectations, to set your faith towards your future. So that you don't live a life that's just without any sense of direction, that's kind of, you know, like, well, we just never know what the Lord is going to do. You know, sometimes people are of that mentality. You know, God's ways are higher than our ways. Yeah, but the scripture here doesn't say that they're secretive. Or, well, we'll just see what happens instead of having an attitude of, well, let's just wait and see. We're to have an attitude that says, let's wait and seek instead of wait and see. Let's seek. Let's let's go after the Lord. Let's get in his presence. Let's listen to the Holy Spirit. Let's catch some vision from our relationship with Jesus. Better to go to him and start asking for revelation of what it is that's to come into your life. Better to be asking the Lord, open my eyes. Let me see what you have for me. Let me see the direction that you want me to go in and set your expectations according to his calling and his choosing you, as the scripture says. You know, we can't be just simply saying, well, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, and stop there. Because the scripture goes on to say that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal those things to you. God wants you to know what he has in store for you. God wants you to see direction and vision for your life. As a matter of fact, I want to encourage you about our week of prayer and fasting coming up, January 9th through thirteen. That's a great opportunity to be intentional about you personally getting before the Lord, asking God to fill your heart with vision and direction uh, You know, when it comes to your world. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. You know, as a church, we're posturing ourselves in 2023 to advance, not not a posture of caution or, or a posture of fear or, or, or feeling, you know, immobilized in any way, not just kind of hanging on, if you will. We actually believe we're going to do better. You know, one of our core values is, is simply this. We make things better. We make things better. And no matter what area of ministry that we're talking about, it is our ambition to make it even better to make it even more effective, greater impact, more excellence. We want to advance our vision to reach our city, not, not just maintain ground as a, as a church community. We're called to be fishers of men, not just aquarium keepers. The church is meant to advance the purposes of God and to reach more people than ever. And, and so I would even say it this way. Our goal is to surpass the past to surpass the past, to do even better. Let's believe to reach people like never before. Let's, we also want to build into people's lives so that they have a strong, unshakable faith, full of truth, full of conviction, uh, you know, about direction and morality and everything else in their life. We're not interested in, you know, making decisions without making disciples. It's not enough just to have people getting baptized. They need to grow and be active with their faith. Building his church means building his people. And I just believe as we go into this new year, we should have our hearts full of vision and expectation for what God wants to do in our church. As that first question says, am I living in God's vision for my life and church? Here's the second question. Is my life centered around the word of God? is my life centered around the Word of God? You know, the longer I live and am active, especially in ministry, and the more that I watch the impact of people's choices in their life, the more I value the importance of living a life that is centered around the Word of God. When I hear about trouble in believers' lives, often that trouble is accompanied by choices that contradict the teachings of Scripture. In other words, they're just simply making decisions that are unscriptural. That's how they're responding to life and leading their life. How they handle conflict or offense. When they choose not to work to resolve things or to forgive, you're not following Scripture. How they handle discouragement when they choose isolation, how they handle finances when they choose to overload their life with debt, how they plan their lives when they simply disregard God's purposes and instead focus on how they can just have more things and more pleasure, how singles handle their dating relationships when they compromise not just in morality, but in terms of planning to have a Christ-centered marriage in their future. How how they handle, how people handle relating to their children and and can be just very legalistic or, or maybe on the other side, really lawless and low expectations instead of really looking at what Scripture has to say about how to parent. How people even can relate to their spouse where, you know, in, instead of grace, there's a harshness. Instead of support, it's more like control and criticism. How people can relate to church life where church just, Becomes a place to attend and to show up. But there's no sense of belonging, commitment, or involvement. It's unscriptural. It's amazing how we can sometimes justify why in our particular situation and at this particular moment, I don't have to follow the instructions of Scripture. But I can promise you this. The Scriptures are always coming to pass in your life, regardless of your choices. I want you to think about that. The scriptures are always coming to pass in your life, regardless of your choices. The question is, are your choices promoting the promises of God from God's word or the warnings from God in God's word? And that's why the Bible says, examine yourself. Don't, don't just assume that your choices, your reactions, and your responses to what's going on around you are coming from a place of being biblical. Examine yourself. You know, it takes real faith to trust the Word of God. In fact, real faith is about trusting the Word of God. Faith is what is required to simply say, not my way, but God's way. Obedience is an act of faith. In fact, obedience is the greatest demonstration of your faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says this, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. Without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please God. Why is faith so important to pleasing God? Because without faith, simply this, you won't obey his word. You won't have the confidence and the trust in God to obey his word unless you have faith towards him. The good news is this, that getting God's word into your mind and into your heart will grow your faith. That what what you are putting into your head and heart is actually determining what you believe And, uh, of course, if all you do is fill your thoughts with, you know, the daily news, which is always bad news, the negative predictions coming from a godless world, or everybody's opinion, even religious opinions, then no wonder you struggle to believe and trust God. You may believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world, but what I'm talking about is your faith in God's promises that are meant to be happening in your life, in this life, not just in the life to come. His Word is meant to shape your world. It's meant to shape your identity, your self-confidence, your self-esteem, your expectations. What you believe about you should be shaped by the Word of God. Aside from the importance of having a daily time of, you know, reading God's Word and meditating on the passages of Scripture that seem to really speak to your heart and 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 uh, all of that, there's really one key thing I want to... I finish with in, in this little segment. And that is, that is just one thing that is absolutely central to the Word of God. You know, without this key, you can read, you can memorize scripture, you can meditate, you can put as many Bible verses, you know, into, uh, you, you know, your heart and mind and have them written on your bathroom mirror and all the rest of it. But without this, they won't do anything for you. This key is what allows the Word of God to shape your world. This key is what allows you to receive promises from the Holy Spirit into your life. This is what opens that door. This key is what makes the Word of God absolutely come alive to you like nothing else does. There is one key that just unlocks the power of the Word of God in your life. And here's what it is. You have to decide... That you are willing to and want to change. That you're willing to and you want to change. You know, without that, the Word of God won't bear the fruit in your life that it is meant to bear. You have to be that person who decides, man, I want to change. I want to change. I want to be the best husband or the best wife that I can be. I want to be the best father, the best mother. I can be the best parent. I, you know what? I, I want to be uh, you know, the kind of Christ follower who actually makes a difference in the lives of others and doesn't just live for myself. I want to inspire you as you come into 2023. Stop ex- accepting what you could be changing. Don't, don't be that person who just... Explains why they are the way they are. Be that person who grabs a hold of the promises of God and says, I may have been this way, but I'm changing. I'm allowing the word of God to shape my world. I may have been a worrier, but I'm going to grow in confidence. I may have been frustrated, but I'm going to grow in peace. I may have been an angry person. I'm going to, I'm going to walk in the calmness that God promises. I may have been discouraged and down, but I'm going to be full of expectation and joy. I may have been bitter, but I'm going to be forgiving. I may have been afraid, but I'm going to be full of faith. Listen, don't be focused on your problems. Instead, start focusing on his promises. A lot of times when it comes to a new year, people can tend to be on one of two ends of the spectrum. One is where they're just passive and it's kind of like, well, we'll just wait and see. You never know what the Lord wants to do, you know, kind of a thinking. And on the other end, people can be very goal-centered set all sorts of ambitious goals for their business, their finances, uh, maybe their health, their family life, whatever it is. And they, they set out to, oh, I'm going to read this many books this year and I'm going to listen to these podcasts and I just want to accomplish all these things. These are all the things I want to do this year and, and and can focus on having all, all of that active list, if you will. And we can be so focused on what we want to do and miss out on answering a real key question for our lives, and that is this. What do you want to be? What do you want to be? Change can actually be the greatest personal achievement of your life this year. The greatest personal achievement. Is my life centered around the Word of God? Okay, here's the last question. That is this. Can I learn to laugh? Can I learn to laugh? Um, You'll notice the spelling is going to be different. It's just L-A-F, L-A-F, (laughs) laugh, L-A-F, L-A-F. If you think you're going to go through life and only be happy, if you can get people in your world to change, you're in for a very long, miserable time. Or you're going to become a very lonely person because there's going to be so few people who actually will accommodate your must-have list in order to be your buddy. I'm not talking about competency and capacity in the workplace. People need to qualify for their job to function in it. That's just the way that area of our life works. But I'm talking about family and friends. These are relationships where we are called to show love to one another. Now, I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 13, um, and then I want to reflect back on the application to our lives in just a moment. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous, love does not brag, it is not arrogant, love does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It does not provoke. It does not take into account a wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Okay, so here's my question. What part of this passage demands that others need to change for you to get along with them. What part of this passage is putting the expectation on others needing to change for you to get along with them or for you to love them? There is nothing about this passage that puts any expectation on the other person to change. All of the expectation is put on us to change. In order to get along, in order to show God's love, all of the expectation is put on us in terms of how we relate to others. The expectation is not put on the others. I mean, the last three words of this section of scripture says this endures all things, endures all things. You may need to stop trying to change people that God has called you to love as is. Here's here's another thing to consider. You can't change anybody anyway. You can only change yourself. So if we're living a life where it's like, man, I just wish these people would change around me. Then I could really love them. I could appreciate them. I could get along with them. Well, I've got news for you. You can't change them, but you can change yourself. And what Corinthians is telling us is if you change yourself, you do a better job getting along with them. There's an acronym, and I alluded to it with the question, LAF, L-A-F. And here's what it means. The L stands for love. We are to love people just because they are people made in God's image, no other qualifications, no other reasons. That's it. They're people made in God's image, so we're supposed to love them. The A stands for accept. We are to accept people, just as they are. People are not perfect, but neither am I, neither are you. We all have different tastes, and we all have different talents. We also have different strengths and different weaknesses. Yet even as God accepts us as is, we should do the same for others. People don't have to be like you for you to accept them. And here's here's the last letter. so letter F. The F word, forgive, forgive. Forgiveness is a must because sooner or later, people will offend you. Listen, even the people you like the most will eventually do something that upsets you. People will offend you. You have to be forgiving. They will upset you. Someone will cross your boundaries of acceptable behavior. And if you don't learn to forgive, then what will happen is you'll only isolate yourself as your response to them. Listen, we can all learn love, accept, and forgive. We can all learn to love. So three things off of this passage of Scripture that we started with. Number one, am I living in God's vision for my life in church? Let's do a reset Maybe look at ourselves and say, man, am I full of faith? What am I expecting? And get that on target. Number two, is my life centered around the word of God? Really looking at your choices. Am I making biblical choices? Is this a biblical decision or just my emotions, my reactions, etc.? Third one, can I learn to laugh? Love, accept, and forgive. Can I practice that and focus on that and how I'm going to relate to people uh, throughout this year? Let me pray for you as we begin to wrap up our, our time together. Father, I, I just pray for each and everyone who's been listening here today. Father, I, I just pray first of all, lead us in vision and purpose. We know your Holy Spirit wants to do that. God, we know the purpose of your church. Lord, let us just continue to pursue it and not doubt that anything but that purpose will be fulfilled. And Lord, as we continue to seek you, I thank you for uh, you just revealing to each and every one of us vision for our own lives. Lord, Lord, may we live a life centered around your word. Lord, may may the choices that we make be biblical, not just reactionary, not just emotional, not just how we feel in the moment, but really looking and saying, "I, I need to make sure my choices are on track with scripture so I can live in God's promises, not his warnings. I want to live in the promises. And finally, Lord, I thank you for helping us all to learn to laugh, love, accept, and forgive and that that would be our posture towards people throughout our, not only our year, but throughout our life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless and happy new year. Thanks for listening with us today. If you enjoyed it, check out more messages like this at celebrationedmonton.com or on the Celebration Church mobile app. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can give on our website at celebrationedmonton.com. Come back next week to hear another great message.